I've got a crisis. What crisis? Oh, a really massive nuclear one. Oh, and I've got a posthumous crowning. Hello there, welcome to <laughs> Date Fight, it's the podcast where, what the hell, uh, we take things that occurred on this day in history and I don't want to know and we smash them together. He's Jake Yap, I'm Nat Tapley and together we've got things that aren't quite as bad as they sounded for the delectation of Elizabeth Alfred Roper. Hello Lizzie, how are Hello. you? Hello, oh I'm, I'm very, very, very well. Oh it's been, Good. oh I've had quite a time of it, it's been marvellous, marvellous I tell you, yeah, come on then, come on, what do you got, show us what you got, show I don't us want what to see. I don't want to see his crowning. I want to see it. to take us to the 28th of October, 1453, when Ladislaus the Posthumous was crowned in Bohemia. Ladislaus the Posthumous, um, A, is in this because he had a silly name, and I can't see Mm. a king with a silly name without wanting to find out what it's all about. Uh, He was the son of Albert of Habsburg, who was called Albert the Magnanimous. He was king of Hungary and Croatia. He wasn't really magnanimous, because the thing he's most remembered for is the 23rd of May, 1420, when he arrested and forcibly converted all of the Jews in Hungary, Croatia and Bohemia. Those he didn't forcibly convert, he sentenced to death. And 92 men, 120 women were burned at the stake outside the walls of Vienna, and Jews were eternally banned from living within its walls. That's Albert the Magnanimous. It's almost like religion's a really bad thing, isn't it? It is. Mm. It's almost like it's not a good idea. Mm. He was married for 18 years without children. It made him very cross indeed. In 1440, his wife suddenly fell pregnant. I didn't know. Fell pregnant. Did she fall on something that made her pregnant? I think whatever she fell on, it wasn't him, was it? Mm. No, it was. Well, it may have been him. After 18 mm. years of unsuccessfully falling on him, she may have got the right angle. I don't know. Um, (laughs) A right angle? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if you had one of those very bendy ones, you know, that went round the corner. Like a duck, a corkscrew-shaped ne- one. Yes, like a little piggy wiggy rooting um, around for his truffle. I can't even concentrate Sorry, anymore. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 1440, his wife was pregnant and he unfortunately started dying. And he went, oh, this is rubbish. Uh, quick, I write a will. I leave everything to my child. Everything to my children. Everyone went, yes, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, that's right, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll leave it all to your child, yeah, off you pop, you die. Um, and then Elizabeth, the wife, uh, called in the physicians and said, oh, what sort of baby am I having? And because it was the 15th century, the physicians went, uh, Dog baby. Boy? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, dog baby. <laughs> uh, she went, oh, it's going to be a boy. Um, someone should steal the crown of Poland and smuggle it out to me. Um, so she got her chambermaid to steal the crown of Hungary and Poland and she got it on the day she went into labour which she took as a very good sign then she had a boy which she took as another very good sign and then she had to run away because all of the nobles said we're not making a one day old baby the king you idiot Mm. Um, wait till tomorrow yeah, <laughs> well, it's not Vladislaus. Well, we'll oh. go for Vladislaus, who lives next door. Oh, what? <laughs> the Ottoman Empire, Vladislaus. He he's be good because he always knows he... what bin it is and everything. Like he'd make a great king. <laughs> yeah, he was seventeen <laughs> rather than one day old. Oh my god! Um, oh, winning. So she smuggled her one day old baby after had it knighted and crowned on the same day. Said, "Too late, I had him crowned. Look, he's got the crown on." Everyone went, "That's silly. It's way too big for him." Um, it's a waistband. It's not a crown. So she went to live with Frederick III, King of the Romans, uh, who had nothing to do... The thing about King of the Romans is it had nothing to do with Romans. Uh, It's a title that had nothing to do with Rome or Italy. It just meant uh, King of some places in Germany. Just like the Holy Roman Emperor has nothing to do with Rome. 
Anyway, so lots of fighting, and Ladislaus the Posthumous is called Ladislaus the Posthumous, not because he was posthumous, but because he was born after his father was killed. He eventually got to be king of Bohemia in 1453, on this day, um, and the people who had supported Vladislaus uh, only agreed to it because Vladislaus went off to fight the Ottomans, and at a battle in 1444, he probably died, but his body was never found, and eventually they gave up waiting, and they said, well, if he doesn't come back by next June, then you can be king, Ladislaus. Why June? And that's what I don't know. Ah. Next, gave him six months. I can so imagine. I can so imagine. You know the conversation. Yeah. Give him till June. Why till June? June. Why June? Just, just three weeks. Just put down June. June put down June. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the, when he was Ladis, when he was little, Ladislaus the posthumous had a letter written for him to teach his education, which says childish habits of playing with the lips and features should be early controlled. The aim of eating is to strengthen the frame, to let vigorous health reject um, elaborate dishes of small birds or eels. There you go. Which are for the delicate and the mm. weakly. A boy should I be brought follow up to that. avoid. Don't well, eat eels. What do you make prefer? You do you prefer? Do you prefer an eel or do you like a small bird? Small bird. I like a small oh, bird. Uh, oh, it's a small uh, eel though. Elvers. I like an eel. Oh. A boy I used to do a stage act: whole wine. body flossing. <laughs> A boy should be brought up to avoid wine, for he possesses a natural store of moisture and so rarely experiences thirst. Uh, Ladislaus the Posthumous lived a long and healthy life until the age of 17 when he died. Or bubonic plague, probably, or maybe (laughs) leukaemia, or maybe he was poisoned. We're not really sure. (laughs) where is your moisture now? In them days, that's a very good innings, isn't it? That's a very good innings. Yeah. Uh, Very good. Blimey, that's that's blown my mind. Mm. Yeah. Um, have you got? This is such a derailment. Have you guys seen the new Borat film? Yes. No, I'm saving it. Is it marvelous? It, it's really marvelous. It's good. It's it, very, very good. It's, I think it's better than the first one. I I haven't seen the first one, but wow. I I think the second <gasps> one is amazing. But you are going to now watch the first one, aren't you? I don't know if I am actually, because I feel like uh, I don't think it's going to be as uh, Nat. You'll know this. Yeah, There's I a think the second scene. one is a lot more um, thoughtful. It's a lot more thoughtful, and it's a lot more generous to its participants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the such... first one was just like pointing out, ha-ha, isn't the world stupid? Whereas this yeah. seems to be more a howl of despair and gives people a chance to redeem themselves yes. against yeah. the stupid world. Yeah, but the first one does have the most extraordinary fight scene you've ever seen yes, in does. your life. Yeah. Okay, I might need to see that. Yeah, you, you think you definitely see Okay, fine. Uh, I've got the 28th of October 1962. Mm. And uh, everybody goes... Oh, f- nah, sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is there any way, like, can I take a point off you? Is there any... <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's, what, what was that for? What was that even for? Stop, stop. Yeah. What's so stop. bad about 1962? I dropped out. Stop. You dropped out. Start again. Just start again. Start again. I really thought, like, like, wow, you know, I picked yeah, the wrong year. Really, yeah. Really, it's 1962. Yeah. That was a bad I've choice. I've all the dates in 1962. Yeah. They're all rubbish. 1962? <laughs> you twit! Who in their right mind would have chosen 1960? <laughs> Is this a joke? Is this a joke? There are literally 2019 other years you yeah. could have chosen since the year zero. And this muppet! <laughs> he goes and picks it! I assumed I didn't have to say anything. I thought it was obvious no one would ever pick 1962. Oh, I, I, I feel stupid now. I didn't mention it. Oh, I'm in pain. <laughs> it's the pain of 1962. Yes. yes. 
<sighs> Ow. Well, then, just the way yep. you feel now. <laughs> yeah. The world has finally exhaled with relief. <laughs> mm. Um, Because... <laughs> because 1962 is nearly over. Because Russian leader Nikita Khrushchev... Oh. Has agreed. Khrushchev uh, yeah. has agreed to dismantle all of the big Russian missiles that they had in Yay. Cuba and ship oh. them back to the Soviet Union. Mm. Oh. Um, uh, and it's all very good. Uh, this was hey. a, a crisis that lasted for uh, two weeks. Mm. Um, a now we see it's one of those things U2 you think of the band U2 and you think oh yeah that's yeah. like a thing and I can remember what the thing is it's a reconnaissance plane <laughs> yeah, the U2 plane. was a reconnaissance plane you knew that didn't you Nat? of course you mm. did um, uh, they spotted some uh, nuclear missiles please say it right and uh, then there was it all kicked off and yeah. there were some uh they made some promises. Khrushchev, Khrushchev, Khrushchev said, sorry. <laughs> I love Khrushchev. Khrushchev said, uh, listen, Chris listen, Chris you promise you not invade Cuba. Oh. And uh, Kennedy said, okay. And 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 you take out the stupider missiles in Turkey. And he said, don't make me say it out loud in public, but okay. And... <laughs> And that that was that was it. So, uh, and in return, the US ended its uh, uh, blockade uh, on uh, Cuba. So that was that. Okay. And then yeah. they were like, maybe, maybe we should like have a phone line set yeah. up between America and Russia, so that if we Just like spot some that. missiles that each other's got. You had world potentially world-ending conversations happening via three people all saying, Mr. Khrushchev says... Um, sorry, could you repeat that one? Yeah, he yeah. says... Uh, sorry, <laughs> I didn't catch all of that, didn't get the end of that. And how are you spelling Khrushchev? <laughs> yeah. Wow. They should have just spelled it by mime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Essentially, um, Chinese whispers that could have ended the world. Yeah. Um, but pardon me for interrupting like yes, in my no. stupidity. Yes. Um, uh, what, what, what was so special about Cuba? Was it the cigars? Was it the music? It's very Why? near to Florida. Yes, it's just strategically. It's close. It was this oh. sort of communist block country. Oh, and yes, it was of course, very, yes. very close to... Uh, yeah, you could, because this is before ICBM, so you could only hit people with missiles that went a few hundred yeah. miles and yeah. that was only a few hundred right. miles away from they America. they sort of got the tip off that something was happening when they saw cuba Don't building tip off building <laughs> these sort of 100 foot high milk bottles right <laughs> and then they knew okay yeah. rockets are coming okay so nothing to do with the cigars no, no. Do, do you want to do well. a joke about cigars is that what you want <laughs> No, I just want to get it settled in my mind. Hard enough. (laughs) Hard enough. Dealing with the fact that we've just talked about 1962. Thank you very much. (laughs) Sick of it. Happy birthday to Eliphalet Rebington, who came up with the Rebington Rifle Barrel Company. Um, he started, he was just a person who made horseshoes and things uh, until he realised, oh, I've got all the stuff I need here to poke holes through metal so I can make gun barrels. 
And that's what Remington guns were originally. Oh. They just sold the barrels and someone else, a gun maker, would attach the handle and all the other bits to it. Then they diversified in the late 1860s to do sewing machines. And because they were so successful with the sewing machines, they got into the typewriter business and Remington did the first ever typewriter. And they were, to the same day, the makers of the rifle barrels for the US Navy and the first ever rifle made for the US Navy. It's also the Remington that Victor Kayam liked so much he bought the company. Oh, they became the Electric Razor Company and <laughs> they devolved into Rand Computing. There we go. Was Victor Kayam the first man to do the... Not only I liked it so much they bought the company, I liked it so much I had to do the advert myself. That's a good question. Did we owe it all to him? So. I don't know, maybe. What, like say, Steve Jobs telling up to buying a Mac. He owned the New England's, New England Patriots football team. Ah, oh, yes, he did. And he turned around Remington's fortunes. Mm. So, no, were, they, were they trying to do sewing machines that were also used as razors? Uh, this is sort of quite interesting. He's born in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked for Playtex bras as a salesman. I'll bet he did. Oh, ah, I lost my bra. Yeah. Uh, he, um, it was a leveraged buyout. Remington had <laughs> lost $30 million in the previous three years. And he bought it and made a profit in his first year. That's nice. pretty oh. impressive, isn't it? Did you do a project on this at school or are you reading this off Wikipedia? He appeared on Wogan. <laughs> oh. And <laughs> the tube. <laughs> and through the keyhole. Really? Wow. Yes. 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 I kind keyhole. of like to see those. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's also uh, founded Lady Remington, a jewellery mm. company, not, not a lady shaving product. Because, yes, any razor that can work on a man's face would tear a lady's face to shreds. <laughs> on a lady's new knee. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put a sewing machine up your new knee. <laughs> <laughs> that was the... Just doing the corners. Happy birthday to Abigail Adams, the first second lady of the United States and the second first lady of the United States. She was married to the President John Adams and was the mother of President John Quincy Adams. And she was so influential on her husband and used to send him lots of letters um, and told him what to do that when he was at the Continental Congress, she was named uh, as one of the founding fathers of America at one point. But now we don't mention her because she was a lady. Mm. So we don't like to admit that she was involved. Mm. Not only did she help write the uh, Constitution of the United States, she also raised six children at the same time. Um, she was an advocate of uh, property rights for married women, and she told the Continental Congress all men would be tyrants if they could. She was anti-slavery. She's generally a pretty exciting woman who we don't talk about at all. That's Abigail Adams. Happy death day to you. She was very good in Enchanted, I thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdos. Right. Oh, well, right. I've lost the point because the 1960... <laughs> right, don't it. even say it. Gonna... 14, 53. It's 14, 53. Yeah. Roll up, roll up. Here's Vladdy's louse. What's that? Yeah, it's Vladdy's louse. And it's uh, the Gladys louse. And it's Vladdy's louse. And slowly, um, the sa- and I think this also goes to prove that you should never trust a woman called Elizabeth because mm. she will use her natural store uh. of moisture and spit out a baby <laughs> who will be nothing but trouble for the yeah. rest of his tiny life. <laughs> um, or we have 19... Oh. 
Quoth Chuff, more like, uh, not a coffee, you know, mate. Hey, um, Chris Chuff, um, <laughs> it, nothing to do with cigars. We've got that down. No. Um, cigars cube, and chuffs. Yes. Do not um, uh, but being entirely selfish about this situation, and I think that the impact of that dreadful year um, mm. has had more um, echoes on my life, so I, I think it would be only fair. Fine. And we, the posthumous, relegated once more to the deserved obscurity. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Soju, fourteen fifty-three. I couldn't give a monkey. Right. Whereas uh, Chris Chuff, oh, it's very important stuff. <laughs> so the <laughs> points go to Sir Jacob Yap. Amazing Crisp chops. That's that's a that's a deep thrill. Oh, I don't know what that takes the score to, but the score takes it to three-one to Jake. Wow. Mm. Well, tomorrow's a big day, a big blooming yeah. day. Why don't you join us for a very small part of it right here yes. on Day Fight? We love you. Except you, that one there. We don't love you. We do, really. Come on. Oh, I just did the duck call with my nose. Bye.